Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Welcome to On The Pace on a huge week for harness racing, both looking backwards and forwards here in New South Wales. I'm Michael Guerin joining you this morning for half an hour of harness racing action at Menangle on Saturday night. It was Miracle Mile night. You probably knew that. It was the first time a horse in history won its third Miracle Mile in King of Swing. We're going to talk about that this morning with the man who knows him better than anybody else. We're also going to talk about the Bathurst Gold Crown. The Tiara Heats start this Wednesday. So it snuck up on us really quickly because of the delayed Miracle Mile. We've gone straight from the Miracle Mile, straight into Bathurst. We'll get Booney Hewitt on the phone shortly to talk about that and his victory in the Sapling Stakes at Menangle on Saturday night. But the one horse everybody in harness racing was talking about before the Miracle Mile, straight after the Miracle Mile, and still on the Monday morning is the King, King of Swing, Luke McCarthy, to you and to your wife and trainer, Belinda McCarthy. Congratulations, mate. Yeah, good morning. Thanks, Mick. Mate, uh, I suppose there's a certain amount of pressure building into any Miracle Mile. Was there any more anticipation, knowing that this great race had never been won three times before, and you had your shot at achieving that? Yeah, in a way, Mick, um, I tried not to think about that, if you know what I mean. It's sort of just more stay focused and... You know, do the right thing by the horse and driving properly without getting too emotional about it. But it's one of them things when now it's over, it's kind of a relief with the thrill of it. And I'm sure we'll look back on it and realise that he did create history winning three Miracle Miles. You obviously come from a, a well-known harness racing family. Are you somebody, Luke, who who delves or you know speaks much or talks to people, whether it's your granddad or your dad or your mum, about the history of harness racing? Are you one of those people who this actually means quite a bit too because the Miracle Mile is woven into our fabric as harness racing people? Well, I'm sure anyone in our sport that, you know, talks about um, great horses and, you know, like the Christian Cullens and King of Swings, them style and great mile horses that, and, I, and they have one over distance as well. So, you know, and as years go by, you know, you reflect on how good these horses are. Let's talk about the race. Everybody was expecting you to lead it. Mark Dan came out of the gate like he was tied to the mobile. Was that concerning or did you quickly make the, the decision that, OK, he's going to get across us, so I'm going to get back out and across around him? Yeah, well, I had it to map two ways. You know, if I was quick enough to hold up, or I had Mac Dan as the only horse that could have um, could have crossed him, and if he did, I figured I would be quick enough to hold the wider runners. So I just had to get out as quick as I could, and either be in front or, or sort of be there to retake. Once you got there, Luke, he he came back to you far better than most horses would have. He was obviously up on the steel a little bit, but that fifty-seven-eight middle half that was. That was the winning of the race, and I suppose that's the sort of respect you get when you've done it about 35 times before. Oh, yeah, it was crucial to, to be in front if we could and just getting that breather. He's such a great racehorse. Like he, can, he can gas you out and he'll come straight back underneath you when you need him to and, and go again. And 
even in the straight, like Spirit of St. Lawrence was flying, like his run was amazing. And when he moved up to him, you could see King, like almost when he'd get to his back legs, without even having to ask him too much, he just quickens himself. So he is so hard to get past when he's in front. Did you think he might catch you? Because about the 250, you were sort of there as a sitting duck and, and he had momentum. I thought, Luke, you might get beat. Yeah, and just, you've got to respect Lewis. He's absolutely fine. The form's so good and he's only been beaten twice in his last you know, half a dozen runs and biking and swing. So when he come quick, you know, you always worry that he might get you. But full credit to King, he you know, got the job done and went out with the fairy tale. What was it like um, getting back to the stabling area? Because while your rivals are also popular, King of Swing is enormously popular, particularly at Menangle. He is the King of Menangle. It must have been one of those incidents where every five metres someone had their hand out to shake your hand. Oh, yeah, it's great, Nick. It's, um, and thanks to everyone for their messages and you know, support. And um, It was different. It was not as hyped up as the week before. Um, you know, been put back a week, but at the end of the day, it's still the Miracle Mile, and you know, we're we'll so thrilled to win it. He always looks so calm and relaxed, King of Swing at the races. What about yesterday morning when you take him out of his box? What did what did he do yesterday, and how is he after a big race night like that? Yeah, he's good, Nick. He's you know, not always just goes in the water walker for 20 minutes, half an hour, and out in the paddock, and thank God it's not raining, we can get a bit of nice weather and get him out in the paddocks all day. So, yeah, he'll he'll enjoy just having a bit of downtime now. All right, he's been retired. Um, what does that entail for those of us who don't have horses? We hear often about horses letting down to be stallions. What do you do? I presume you don't just stop working them full stop and never work them again. Is it a, a process of exercising those energies out of him and, and just letting him stop becoming a racehorse? Yeah, it's pretty basic, really, Nick. He'll still water walk and do a bit of swimming and treadmill. Even our other stallions, like the Wicked and Bling It On for a reason, Cat Midnight, all through stud season, they still ex- get exercise. They're not working on the track as such, but they might go on the treadmill, they'll go on the water walker and just, just to keep them, you know, a little bit active so they're not just doing nothing and he'll just, he'll fit into that program and, you know, just working into being a stallion. So, Luke, just to ask him what might seem a stupid question, but he's got so many fans and they would love to know. Will he never have the hopples on again? Will he never go in between sulky shafts again? He's Is he done now? Oh, I'll probably go and just jog him on a Sunday just for the... get the thrill out of it, Nick. <laughs> but, um, no, he, he, he doesn't need to go back on the track. All right, mate, he's going to stand at stud. At your place, when does a decision get made and announced on what sort of stud fee he will have? Because we don't have many successful domestic stallions in either country in Australasia. What sort of money might this horse stand at? Um, nothing's been officially done, Nick, this week. So I'll, you know, by, the end, by the end of this week, I'll have it all mapped out. But look, he's... You know, he'll book out pretty quick. He hadn't even officially been announced. He's nearly half his books full already. So um, he'd roughly be around the 10, I'd, I'd presume. But we'll let the owners sort that out this week. And he will be available to New Zealand breeders as well as fresh semen. OK, where will that be going to? To any, to any stud in New Zealand who 
if they have a good enough mare, because obviously his book needs to be capped at 150, people can apply and and then they just put their mare at a start in New Zealand and the semen gets sent to them. Is that how that works? Yep, straight over. That collected here and beyond the plane, they'll have it you know, that, that night or the next day. Must be an amazing time, Luke, to be part of this. For you and Belinda and the kids and everybody at the stable to, to have achieved this thing. And we saw similar scenes, obviously far bigger in the galloping industry when Winks went out a last start winner. And you, you hope the great horses can do this, Luke. You hope they can go out. It would have been very anticlimactic if he had been beaten even by a stable mate. Oh, for sure. It was that was the fairy tale we're after, and he pulled it off. And I, you know, I think his last three runs have been as good as any of his whole career. So. You know, the fact that he's going out and going to start absolute career best form, you know, it's just a wonderful achievement for the horse. And the fact that he stayed at that top level for so long now, you know, for three, four years, you know, usually something goes amiss. They get an injury or, you know, wear and tear, but he's sound as a dollar and he's going as good as ever. Mate, we don't often ask you about the family because you're so busy talking about horses, but of course Belinda's the trainer of this horse officially, and we saw the kids there in some of the winning photos on, on Saturday night. Did, did the kids like the horses? Do they love the horses? Do, do they know the difference between King of Swing and, and his stable mate next door? What sort of thrill do they get out of a horse like him? Well, they, they love it, Nick. They, um, they know every horse on the property better than most of us, actually. <laughs> and, um, they're favourite horse is Alfred Orlando, which even though he's a bit naughty on the track, but he's beautiful around the stables. And look, they're just they're at that great age now, ten and eight, they're old enough to take it in and, you know, I'm sure hopefully they'll remember that um that night and now that they're old enough to be to be able to go along and be a part of it. It's really special. And the fact that they picked barriers one and two, so they've done a really good job. Well and also, Ultra Orlando won. So, Luke, they've had a super week at the office, the kids, because obviously their favourite horse won the J.E. Binskin free for all. And what a marvel he must be. Yeah, he's a cool horse. And, you know, he's 10 year old now. He's, he's still like twice his four. And, you know, he's, he's just had a little setback there around Christmas time. He bumped his shin and it sort of forced us to give him a break, which, you know, I know he missed a mile and that, but it. He might have done the thing and blessed him in the skies because he seems like he's come back better than ever. Would he pop up to Queensland and get some sun on his back in the winter? Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll sort of have a little bit of a quieter time now, just for the next month or two, and then we'll sort of crank them all up again, heading towards the Winter Carnival. We should have a really strong team to head up there through the winter. Made a hall or a race we've got to talk about on Saturday night is the Ladyship Stakes, the Ainsworth Ladyship Stakes. You guys won the race with the Honey Queen, who was awesome. You drive I Need You Now, and she looked to be cross-firing on the home bend. There was just something not quite right there. So on her first, I Need You Now, uh, what was going on? Yeah, just for the punters, don't drop off her. She, you know, just first run at Menangle, and there was a lot of speed inside us. And I followed Antonia, but when they went slow through the middle and then they just really ripped that last 500, she wasn't balanced up. Um, I presume with that run on the track and we might just change a little bit of gear, I'd, she'll run a much better race this Saturday. The Honey Queen's a pretty good type of a mare. She went 150.3. Clearly there's a 149 and change mile on her. Really nice mare, Mick. She's just 
had a few runs at Meningle now and she's really fitted into that style of racing. She's learnt to, you know, to carry that speed for the whole mile as she showed Saturday going 150. So I'm sure she's going to progress and be a really one of the better mares for the all the good mares, um, mares races over the next season. Things move on pretty quickly, Luke. Um, you know, King of Swing's going to be around for a long time as a stallion, but we move straight from the Miracle Mile into the Tiara Heats at Bathurst on Wednesday night. With the change of seasons, the gold crown is now very early in the season. Do you and Belinda have any gold crown, gold tiara type gold chalice horses floating around for the carnival? Uh, we don't have any two-year-olds, Mick. Um, not not ready anyway. We've got some in training, but a bit more aimed for winter races and you know, when the spring comes around. And we've got a couple of three-year-olds. Got a really nice set of light filly called Kunsay High to MacDora for like an eagle. She beat the Colts as a two-year-old at an angle at 53 one day. So she's just back from a spell. She went to Clayton and Emmons for the Vic Bread and had a break and she's come back up. So she'll be in the heat on Monday and we've got a couple other three-year-olds but sweet. Uh, Don Lou's won a couple. He's handy enough but I think they'll be reasonably strong with Just Hope and Madrid in the three-year-old fillies look the top two picks. Mate, Spirit of St. Louis has been a revelation. He just seems to get better every time he goes to the track. I, I must admit, I didn't think he was this good or this consistent, but he's turned into a wonderful horse. What does he do next? Yeah, he's turned. He's just turned into a, well, he's sort of shown that he's pretty much a green circuit horse now, and he's just got better and better with every little preparation he's had, and he'll have a spell as well now and, and be set for the Brisbane Winter Carnival. There's chat around, Luke, obviously I know you're not coming to the race in New Zealand, but it's good to have a slot race. There's chat there's going to be a slot race or a million-dollar race around and in harness racing, and you were hearing those rumours. People were saying there's going to be one. It would be great to have another highlight for these horses, maybe so they do have something to attack after a Miracle Mile. Yeah, I think they're talking three- and four-year-olds, Mick, from what I've heard, so it won't be for the open-class horses and Australian, but that makes obviously like weeks of fame, you know, even though it's a long way out. If it was on next year, he'd start favourite for it already. Mate, it's been a hell of a couple of weeks. It must have been quite surreal, the, the floods, the rain, the cancellation, all of that, and, and then winning. When you went around the bend after you'd hit the winning post and you'd pulled this off and you get to the back straight with King of Swingham, and uh, and you can exhale. It must have been quite an amazing feeling, part satisfaction and I presume a lot of relief that it actually happened. Yeah, all of the above, Mick. Um, you know, you're pumped up, it's a massive thrill, but at the same time, it's just a huge relief um, that it's over and you've got the job done. So, yeah, you know, there's just a fair bit of pressure involved, um, just making sure that they're healthy and sound and, and you don't stuff up in the drive and all that sort of thing. So... Yeah, like you mentioned, big relief and a huge thrill at the same time. Mate, you've been huge for Sky Sports Radio in the last couple of months, Luke, but particularly in the last couple of weeks. We appreciate all your time. Congratulations to you, Belinda, and uh, pass on our congratulations to the kids in Ultra Orlando as well. <laughs> no worries. Thanks, Nick. Luke McCarthy, uh, great <laughs> download there of all the emotions that go on creating history with the horse like King of Swing, the first horse to ever win three miracle miles and he'll be standing at start I would have thought $10,000 would be a very fair fee for him and at that he'll get 150 mares very very quickly so if you have a good group one type mare I would suggest 
If you want one by the king, you better be getting hold of Luke pretty shortly because, as you heard, the book is half full as we bring down the curtain on the track career of the king. We mentioned, mentioned the fact that the gold tiara heats come around very quickly, so usually there's a miracle mile, there's a couple of weeks to be here to the to Bathurst. Well, this year the tiara heats are right on the back of the miracle mile because of the delayed mile. They'll be on Wednesday, then we go through to heats for the boys on Friday, three-year-olds next Monday. Then the finals are on Friday week. So it's a great carnival. It's a different carnival these days, of course, with the two-year-olds being a lot earlier in the season as we move to a calendar year season for them. But they'll be on up until next Friday being grand final night. Bernie Hewitt is not only the king of Bathurst, but he's also a man who won the Sapling Stakes at Menangle, capping a great carnival for him. When Rippin' Rupert got the job done with Jason in the sulky, Bernie, congratulations. That must have been a huge thrill. Did you get any of the 50 to 1? Yeah, morning, Mick. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a great thrill to, for Jace to get him home, especially, and um, did a great job on him and, um, you know, had to weave a bit of magic and, and got the job done, yeah. Were you surprised? Look, the odds were surprising, but did you think he could beat horses like Tadali? Because they seem like very good horses, but it's incredibly hard to know because we don't have much data on these horses. That's exactly right, yeah, and um, obviously uh, those horses like Tardelli have been racing at Menangle and Goulburn on um, you know, the, the quicker tracks and they posting quicker times than what we we had up our way, but um, our track's been running a bit slow the last few months, so the trial times and, and race times have been considerably slower than normally. So, um, yeah, you know, the odds got out, but uh, I, I gave him a great show myself and... Um, as well as the one I drove, I thought if he had a bit of luck, he'd have been right in the finish too. So they were both pretty big odds, but um, both went well. He's by Tin Tin in America, who's one of the fastest horses I've seen over 200 metres. He's out of a Christian Cullen mare. So, Bernie, you would expect him to be fast. Yeah, look, um, I, I saw him, you know, down at the sales and um, really liked him from the moment I saw him. And... Um, you know, we sort of—he wasn't on the radar to buy, but um, I said to, to Wayne later, the the owner, I said, uh, "Geez, I love this little horse." I said, "He looks like a—he'll make a uh, you know up and running two-year-old." And um, I remember when he came in the ring, uh, Wayne looked at me and said, "You you really want this fellow?" And I said, "Yeah, I really love him." So ended up getting him, and um, you know, hopefully he can go on into bigger and better things. So. Um, He's a he's an ideally built fella, and um, he's got all the right attitudes and so forth. Uh, had a little setback a, a month or so back in the floods. He got it and poked himself in the, in the under the arm with a, a stick in the, the flood debris, and um, you know got an infection and set set him back a couple of weeks in his prep. But um, the week off probably helped us a lot because he was you know so much fitter for that run. So Bernie, I have to ask the question: What did he cost? Um, I think he was around that uh, 25 to 30. I'm just not exactly sure what he ended up uh, going for, but around that mark, Mick. Well, Bernie, that's the winning stake for the Sapling Stakes. So after a couple of runs, Rupert's in front. So is Wayne. Everyone's happy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, he's, he's a lovely little horse. And um, as I say, uh, hopefully he can go on to bigger and better things. OK, the crown is Upon us, the crown is on Wednesday night. We start with the Tiara Heats. Is Rupert off to the crown? Yeah, yeah. Now he'll line up for sure. Yeah, now he's um, 
that's been his main aim early in the season is to, to try and get him ready for Bathurst and uh, head that way, yeah. So he'll be lining up in the heats. Mate, you've had a good carnival. The Mustang was excellent winning the first on Miracle Mile, night before the whole joint got closed down. Um, it's not easy to bring horses from Bathurst to win races at Menangle, but you've got a couple in the zone at the moment. Yeah, like he's been a very nice horse uh, for a couple of years now, the Mustang, and um, he competed in the Chariots of Fire two years ago, and um, I think his personal time was 49 and a bit back then. Um, he won the other night, you know, breaking 150 again. I think he went 49, 6 or 7 or something, so he's back in the zone and, and racing really well, and um, yeah, you know, he's, he's a force to be reckoned with, whatever he lines up in. Mate, it's, it's great to see the Tiara heats on this week and, of course, the heats of the honoree, so there's, there's so much to get through. I'll bounce a couple of horses off you and see if we need to be backing them Wednesday night, if you don't mind. Race one, Angel Shark, back from Menangle, back on her home track. Gets a nice barrier. Yeah, that's right, Nick. Yeah, she didn't have a lot of luck the other night. She did the outside barrier and, um, you know, she was settled at the tail of the field and, and uh, just run a n- nice, even race. Uh, wouldn't have knocked her around too much and um, I think she'll strip pretty fit for this uh, appointment on uh, Wednesday. Tom the Curious looked a nice horse last campaign, Bernie. We uh, we haven't seen him for a while. How ready is he, he for his resumption in race two? Um, he hasn't had a lot of uh, trials or anything, only had the one trial. He's, uh, he's really uh, furnished out, put a lot of weight on and um, he was always a big overgrown guy but he's uh, he's Work has been improving the whole time. I'm quite happy with him, but the draw is right against him. He's drawn extreme outside. So, um, you know, he might battle to, to get him this week, but uh, going forward, I think he'll be fairly competitive in anything he lines up in, Mick. You've got two in the Hondo Gratton sprint. Um, Alter Equus is a horse I've always liked. I like those little quick horses who can get the job done. And you've got Voodoo Lou, and all that racing she's had seems to have stood by. She seems to be far more sensible these days. How do you rate them in race three against each other? Yeah, both going really good. Alder Equus has had the one start back and he hit the line really good. Um, Jay's will be on him again on Wednesday and um, he's got to be a real life chance. Um, the other hook, Mayor Voodoo Lou, um, did it all wrong a couple of weeks back at Bathurst. Um, but um, her last run was quite good, just was back at the tail of the field. She's drawn the extreme outside again, so she's going to be probably settling near nearer last and first again so if the tempo's on she'll um, she'll run a really honest race but uh, makes it hard from that draw. Bernie is it hard to get these two-year-olds ready as we talk about heat one of the tiara you've got holy mackerel in there and it's quite early in the season I know effectively they're the same age as they used to be but we don't have a lot of lead-up racing so are these horses as ready for a, a gold tiara as they would have been say five years ago? Um, some are, some aren't, some are a bit behind, but I think that happens with all the stables. You know, you have horses, uh, some will come to a bit quicker than others, and um, this little mare's had a few little setbacks along the way, so, um, you know, she's uh, she'll line up and uh, have a couple of runs and uh, through the carnival and uh, probably go for a break then, so she's uh, she's probably one of our lesser chances at this stage of the, of the game. In the second heat, you've got a very smart horse in Jewel Melody. He went down for the pink bonnet at Menangle, went very impressively. Um, quite a strong field, this. I thought it wasn't a pushover race. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's one of those draws. She's drawn two on the back row. Um, 
I'm been really happy with her work um, since the pink bonnet. Um, she was a little bit stiff down there, didn't really get clear running, and um, she's a big, big filly, and um, she's probably uh, the star of my side as far as the fillies go. So um, I'm hoping she can get a trouble-free run and um, and um, get home and you know get the job done. You've had no luck with Aurora Joy in the sixth race, the third heat of the Gold Tiara, because not only have you copped a whitish draw, but there's a couple of nice enough looking horses inside you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's uh, she's an up and coming filly. Um, really like her. She's not very big, but she's got the the right attitude. Um, got it a bit wrong at her first start, um, but she's since tr- uh, trialled. Um, so she's ready to go, and uh, she gets a bit of luck. She won't be too far off on me. We mentioned the fact that Tintin America gave you the Sapling Stakes winner on Saturday night. He's also the sire of Logan Dream, who goes around in the uh, the fourth heat. And you've also got Betting Jewel in there on Logan Dream's trials, Bernie. I would have thought Betting Jewel the more advanced. Yeah, yeah. Logan Dream's a bit behind um, as far as education and fitness, but um, she too had a little setback going back a, a couple of months ago. But She's, uh, she'll have a couple of runs through the carnival, education-type runs, and then um, Betting Jewel's uh, been very happy with her. Um, got a few little tricks up her sleeve, but, um, yeah, got that lovely turn of foot. Uh, pity she drew so wide, but, um, you know, if she can get into the run at some stage, I think uh, she'll run a big race. And you've got two in the last heat, Bernie, so you've got lots of fillies up there, uh, Lara Tiara and Logan Reason. Yeah, both going quite well. Um Lara Tiara, with, uh, Kath and I bred her, so she's um, she's a homebred one for us, and uh, we're quite happy with her. Um, comes up with a better barrier than a lot of them, so um, looking for a forward position with her. And Logan Reason's going really well. Um, she's had a, no luck with her, her racing and um, draws to date, but she'll um, she'll run a big race. Bernie, sometimes you meet these, you see these horses, and as you know, I watch Bathurst every Wednesday night. You just like, even because maybe they're not that good. I've always thought Bridge Coin was going to turn into a better horse with a bit of time. Now it's in race nine. Am I kidding myself, or is there a few more wins in Bridge Coin because it's fresh up on Wednesday night? Yeah, he's fresh up. Uh, he's a big boy, and um, his work's been really good here at home. He's been probably one one of the better ones in the in the crew that come up together and. Um, he's come up with a wide draw first up. Um, he hit a real good patch of form before he spelled, and um, I, I, you know he, he mightn't be quite at his best for first up, but um, he's not far off it. So any luck at all, and I, I think they know he's in the race too. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad I wasn't following him for no reason, Booty. Uh, and the last on the card, we do appreciate all your thoughts on your team here, Booty, because. Uh, obviously, Wednesday's a, a massive meeting. Ryan's Gangster's been really good. Uh, we mentioned your Menangle winners recently. It's another one of them. And then, of all places, went to Young and had a win there. Uh, I thought a strong enough field, but had to be a good chance here on recent form. Yeah, no, um, Jace has got him flying. Jace does all the work on this little horse. And Dougie's jumped on the last two runs and, and won Menangle and Young. And uh, he's in a purple patch of form, this horse. So, um yeah, hopefully, um, haven't really studied the field at all, but um, you know, he'll run another really honest race. Really, really good little racehorse. Bernie, you were telling me the Gold Crown final night is on Friday week, so it doesn't clash with the footy, which the way Penrith are going at the moment, everybody wants to watch them, so I can sort of understand that. But it, it's, it's a bit, bit tricky, isn't it? it? It probably deserves to be on a Saturday night, but it's hard to go head to head with the Mighty Panthers at the moment. 
Yeah, that's right. You know, it clashed last year and um, and the Bathurst Club had to move it to uh, the Friday night and unfortunately the same things happened this weekend and uh, it's a pity when you, you're in a, a, a town like the size of Bathurst when you've got two feature um, sporting events uh, clashing like that but um, hopefully in the future they might be able to sort that out but um, it won't make any difference really to the club this year because uh, I'm sure they'll draw a big crowd and, you know, it, great prize money and um, it's a strong harness racing town so uh, it should be good. Bernie, how did you get out of the floods? Were, were things okay up your way? I know obviously everybody's had their real struggles. Was it something that affected the Bathurst region and, and most importantly for this show uh, Bathurst harness racing too badly? Yeah, like um, we didn't get the floods that the you know the, the, the coastal region got but we had some flash flooding uh, a month or so ago and it did a lot of damage on the river flats around here. A lot of the loosened farmers and, and so forth have lost a lot of fencing and uh, floodgates, etc. Um, yeah, we got wiped out here as well and both tracks and all our fencing and, and so forth. But we're back on top of it now. So, um, yeah, it's not ideal for anyone. So, um, yeah, especially the four guys down the coast, they're, they're all been copping it really hard. Well, mate, you've, uh, you've managed to get through all that and produce a bunch of winners and win the sapling stakes on Saturday night. Bernie, thanks for your time today, mate. Thanks for that download on all those wonderful horses you're taking there on Wednesday. Um, we know Crown's a huge time for everybody after what's been a really tricky time, as you mentioned, with the floods. Hope you enjoy the carnival, mate, and, uh, yeah, good luck. Hope you get some more of these two-year-old features. Yep, good on you. Thanks, mate. Bernie Hewitt um, has a huge team at... Bathurst on Wednesday night. All the odds will be there for that on Wednesday morning, tab.com.au. And it's going to be a great carnival heading through Wednesday, Friday, Monday, then the following Friday. So follow all the information on harness.org.au. Our thanks to Bernie. Our thanks to Luke McCarthy to tell us about the king, king of swings career finished. Heard from Luke today. He will not wear the hopples again, but he is now on Tinder finding lots of girlfriends for his new career. Hope you enjoyed On The Pace this morning. Brittany Graham will be back at 10.30 on Wednesday to talk more Bathurst Tiara as we warm up to the crown. If you're having a bet, good luck and punt responsibly. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. From helping your business to be properly covered to managing the claims process, a steadfast insurance broker can put your business in a stronger position. Steadfast, the strength you need. Cabramatta, lights are flashing amber. Cabramatta Road and Bloomfield Street. Douglas Park, flooding has the causeway closed. Also the Gorston Gorge due to a landslide. And Roselle, some work on Victoria Road. Right-hand lane now of action, westbound approaching the Iron Cove Bridge. Celebrate Easter with Baker's Delights Hot Cross Buns. Bake fresh by real bakers every morning. Drop by your local Baker's Delight to pick up a Hot Cross Buns six-pack today. I'm Ian Wallace. That's traffic on Sky Sports Radio.